You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Hmm. Your coffee, good week of coffee. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's fine. How's your week going? Fine. <laughs> another another great week there in Columbus. Yeah, great. Oh no, is there something wrong? No, everything's fine. Wow, you're not your usual cheerful, you know, backbiting kind of self. What's going on? Well, nothing. Uh-oh. Just Uh-oh. keep going for God. I know. I know it's wrong. I can tell. It's written all over your face. Keep, keep going forward. It's in, your, it's in your words. You're calloused. You are calloused. Stinking Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there just in case. Just in case. Michigan beat us. That's As true. we record this, is before Thanksgiving in the States and... Before the big game. Of course, hey, this is what it's like being in Columbus. Okay. I asked one of our young people, I said, hey, you know what this week is? And they went, yeah, Michigan week. <laughs> Be, no, it wasn't Thanksgiving week, you know. Why Why take a day off and give thanks to God as a nation? It's Michigan week. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, hopefully you can be thankful for something. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we can dig yes. something out of the box. That'd Try to good. find it somewhere. There you go. Hey, how do you know when you're calloused? Can you know? Yeah, that's why we did that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, we know. We know. You know, if to me, I don't have joy anymore. Mm. Not not real joy. I may laugh and, and go along with something, but I don't have a free joy in my heart because, you know, joy is not, it's not, uh, self-induced it's a byproduct of the filling of the holy spirit yeah and so the holy spirit does not lead us to become calloused and cold and unfeeling and so when i get calloused one of the first things i notice about myself is i am not what i normally am so you know maybe there's people out there that aren't jovial and joking the way that we always are but you're just you're off. Yeah. You're just not the same. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or maybe somebody's very soft-hearted and now they aren't very hard, uh, warm-hearted, or maybe they love helping people, but they haven't bothered really going other way to help somebody lately. I, those are some signs to me. You're not what you have been. Hmm. I would say the word for me would be guarded. I am very guarded. Um, I want to be open. I want to be joyful. Um, I want to be involved, but I guard myself and I guard my family. And sometimes I have to guard the church. And sadly, I become, um, that's the word I want. I'm always looking, watching. I'm always suspicious. Suspicious. Thank you is the word. Suspicious. Um, 
Yeah, the word I'm, of the day. Yeah, the word of the day. It's a, hey, <laughs> I think everybody can get that one. <laughs> Suspicious. Um, yeah, you do. You you start watching people, and you kind of listen, you know, just to kind of catch something before it happens. And I hate it. I hate that. I want to just go to church. I want to love the Lord. I want to love everybody there. I want to think everything's great. And you do. You become guarded. And to me, it brings a damper to the service. Um, and you got to get over that as quickly as you possibly can. You've got to get over that. When a pastor becomes calloused, I, I think the preaching... Although it may be grammatically correct, it could be expositorily correct, hermeneutically correct, all of those things, but it lacks heart, you know, because there's no way we can pray or study the scriptures or talk to people about the things of God the same way we do when we have a heart for the Lord and we're passionate about the things of the Lord. And and I, I think sadly, whenever pastors get calloused, they start looking for other things mm-hmm. to sort of make them happy in life. Mm. Uh, you know, let's, well, let's get involved in this. And that, I'm not talking about recreational, you know, you played hockey and, you know, some people like going to, I don't know, shopping or golfing or whatever, you know, but, but they they turn their focus more away from those things of the Lord unto other things that may not be sinful, but they would rather enjoy themselves with them because they're not finding real enjoyment anymore in the things of God, if they were honest from the heart. Mm-hmm. And so now they're content to pastor a group of people and just keep things going. You know, we'll do right, we'll be right, we're not going to change our positions, but but we've lost all of our effectiveness because our effectiveness is not found in us. It's found in the Holy Spirit of God that's going to move and work on people's hearts. And yeah. when we get calloused, we've stepped away from caring. Mm-hmm. I will say this, that when you get a critical eye, everything becomes criticized, everything. And... I have found that with people in the church, and I have found that myself, that when people become critical, they scrutinize everything you say, everything you do, and there never seems to be any opening for the things that are right. And I remember a time when I you know, had somebody who was very critical, and, I, and I'd say, yeah, but look at this, and look at this, and look at this. And they'd say, yeah, but this, and it'd be something criticized. Yes. I've done the same thing as a pastor. I've had people who have, I know, been disgruntled, and I become critical of them. Well, they should have been in church. They're not reading their Bible. Um, They're probably not tithing. Um, They haven't brought anybody to church in a long time. And you start criticizing their lives in a defense of what you're trying to do. And that's a dangerous place to be. That's, That's a hurtful place. And part of my problem, and I and I think you're different than me this way. If there's a problem, I want to just let it kind of work itself out. I want to give it time, and I want to just see if we can, you know, make amend without having to be confrontational. And I've learned over the years that maybe it's better just to be confrontational and just say, hey, there's something wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's hash it out. Let's duke it out, whatever. And then let's go on. And I, if I had to do over, I there are some situations, not all, but there's some situations where I should have just said, hey, I want to meet with you. I know there's something wrong. Let's deal with it, and let's let's get the scene done and move on. So, but... 
it's uh, it's tough. Depends on where you're at too. When you have 20 people, you don't want to lose anybody. When you have 200 people, there's some people that you think, well, if they leave, it's not going to be as devastating. But depending on where you're at in your ministry, and most guys that I think listen to our podcast are running, you know, between 50 and 100. Maybe I know we have more than that, but I would say the bulk of guys are a little bit smaller, or they're young guys getting ready to go in the ministry. And so I'll tell you that in those first few years, when you've got a handful of people and they're the core of your church, you don't want to lose a one of them. So that makes it a little bit tougher. Yeah, the scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. Mm-hmm. But knowledge is easy to him that understandeth. Yeah, you man, know, it's man. it's all an attitude and a condition of the heart, and it's easy for us who have been saved for a good length of time and been in the ministry for a good length of time, it's easy to become callous. It's easy to become sort of rote, robotic-like, um, hey, this is the way that it is. I've dealt with these situations so often. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at 40 years now in the ministry. And yeah. and yeah, there's new things that come about all the time, but there's a lot of instances which mirror a lot of other instances that I've been involved in. And it yeah. can get to the point sometimes of, oh, I got to deal with this again. You know, when are people going to learn? And if I start approaching any one person with the attitude of, you're the 80th person I've dealt with about (laughs) this. No, 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 no. That's the very first thing that maybe they've ever talked to a pastor about. Right. And I had better be compassionate. I had better be kind and and really wanting God's best for them rather than, oh, I got to deal with this again. You know, I mean, you do see things in the ministry repeatedly, and that's why many times we'll warn people in the pulpit, don't go there. Don't, you know, here's here's things that we've seen. And, uh, you know, but but to make sure that we we don't get callous. And I think the the longer you're in the ministry, the more um, Mm. capable you are Mm. or maybe more likely that that that's a danger. Yeah. I, I will jokingly say to people, say, um, you know, do, do you love being in the ministry? I say, you know what? Ministry would be awesome if it wasn't for the people. <laughs> we kind of yeah. kid about that, but there's some truth to that yes. at, at times as well. And you do. We're in the people, people mending business, and we're in the people propping up business, and and that get that gets tiring. I we've talked about you know nurses and doctors that have had to go through the COVID. Uh, time, Brother Hansen mentioned in our interview, you know, how how terrible mm-hmm. it was for some to go through that and how many were, you know, almost crippled by that. They're seeing case after case and um, you do, you, you get hardened to those things. And my thought is this, the Bible says to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. If we would just do good, if church members would just do good, if we as a pastor would just do good and do right, um, that's that's the key in, in handling any situation, just doing what the Bible says is right to do. And before you go to your pastor, ask yourself, is this right? Is it good? Um, and as a pastor, before you respond, is this right by God's word? Or am I just upset? Am I tired? Am I discouraged? Am I disgruntled? Those are some of the things we have to ask before we answer the question or before we deal with the situation. Yeah, another thing that, that I notice in my life, if I'm starting to get a little bit hardened, right away, 
This is even more than the first thing that we said of not being ourself. Right away, how anxious am I to give out the gospel? Am I showing up for visitation because I know I need to? Now, we all go through instances of I'm tired, I'm, you know, this has been a long week, you know, whatever it is physically. But, you know, am I just showing up and going through the motions? And especially with soul winning or giving out the gospel, handing out tracts, what, whatever you want to do, um, okay, I'll do it because it's right. Man, that to me is a sign that my heart is not right with the Lord. And that's that's the best way I can say about being calloused is we're, we're not necessarily doing wrong, but we're not doing right happily, joyously. Mm-hmm in freshness, in gratitude, uh, out of uh, outpouring of love to the Lord. We're just, it's our job now as a pastor, so I'm going to do my job. And I, I think that's a good sign of being callous. Sunday school teacher, bus worker, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't mean you're going to walk into every class and go on every route just clicking your heels. But if you can leave serving the Lord after you're done going, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, let's do it again. Something's wrong, and you better check your own heart. Yeah. Where, where, or what are the steps, I should say? What are the steps from calloused? If you get calloused, are, are there steps that take you farther away in that situation? Do you go from di- calloused to discouraged to disgruntled, or, you know, or, or can you stay in that? I don't that know. Place I, I mean, time? I've never really thought of it that way. Yeah. But that's not a bad, you know, Bible study to do. It's just that whenever our hearts get hardened, um, we're we're in a bad situation. We can wind yeah. up doing anything. Yeah. Look at David, yeah. you know, and and yet what did he say in repentance in Psalm fifty one? You know, yeah. and now his heart's different. He's yeah. been, you know, purge me with hyssop. You know, uh, yeah. a, a broken me. and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise so mm-hmm. you know if we can if we can stay unyielding in an area well maybe that's a sign we're getting calloused yeah i think it's samson man he got calloused he got calloused especially after his wife burned him yeah he same old same old and, yeah right. you know i've done this before and, how many times have pastors yep. in their heart you got to be honest yeah i've done it before i can get through this you know i didn't really study that much this week uh, i'll go ahead and get through i can get by uh, you know that's completely different than man i've been at the hospitals i've been counseling i've been you know trying to witness to somebody and i don't feel as prepared for my message oh god Please help me. I help me to get right. my priorities a little bit better next week. But, but Lord, I, I've not been goofing off, and I've not been wasting time. Uh, please help me. That that's a lot different than, yeah, I've done it before. I think I can get by with this one too. That's that's two separate sets of instances. Yeah, I'll tell you what really helped me in times of discouragement was if I could lead somebody to Christ. That Amen, brother. That changes everything. Amen. And Amen. It's it's just some it's a breath of fresh air when someone receives Christ as their savior. And 
when you're trying to win people to Christ, you you can't be discouraged. You can't, or you're not going to see them saved. And that, to me, helped me to refocus and reopen my eyes. And I would I would look for somebody that I could lead to Christ, or at least you know go soul winning, knock on some doors, you know, go to the coffee shop and try to find somebody to talk to, something, so that you could get your eyes focused on the most important things. And that was winning people to Jesus Christ, and then discipling them and staying busy in those things. So. Yeah, you, you can get discouraged in the ministry. You can get discouraged being a part of a ministry. And when you get too disgruntled, sure. when you get to disgruntled, you're you're in serious trouble. And as yeah. a pastor, you know, there are pastors that quit. There are pastors that step down. There are pastors that leave because they simply get disgruntled. And they're not happy in their ministry. And that's sad for, for all involved. Have you have you known Many pastors who you would say got callous, got discouraged, and got disgruntled and left? Yeah, to me, again, being calloused is a hardened apathy. Yeah, yeah. And that's dangerous. People oftentimes don't don't stop doing what they're doing when they're calloused. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just keep doing it in the same way. Which is, I don't know if I'd say dangerous, but it's certainly not edifying. It's and not the potential of injuring other people, you know, to go through a form. You know, I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, having a form, but no godliness really there. It, that doesn't have necessarily only mean people that are unsaved. Sometimes we go through the form, but that godliness isn't there. And that passion for God and seeking to be godlike and doing godly things isn't there. And so, uh, you know, that, that hardened apathy, we know we're not right mm-hmm. and we don't care. Right. We're just going to keep on doing it because we just don't want to stop being calloused. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I think sometimes people go to church and some people serve the Lord and some people pastor churches for three and four years that they're yes. they're just apathetic. They're mm-hmm. they're they're not they're not uh you know hateful. They're not uh you know resentful. They just are feeling nothing. Right. I think today that's easier to do than at any other time I've seen in in my ministry time because we're not seeing some of the same results that we've seen in past of soul winning and bus ministry and Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And I think there are a lot of people that are just going through the motions because that's what we've always done and you know that's what we've got to do and we're not going to change because we're afraid of change or People become callous because you think, I'm going to get up and I'm going to preach my heart out and nobody's going to come forward. I'm going to preach my heart out and nobody's going to get saved. Or I'm going to do a Sunday school class and none of the kids are going to receive Christ this week. And you can get calloused in that situation as well. And I think that's I think that's happening to some today. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt it at all. I, w- I would think that's exactly right. Yeah. But, you know, we serve... Because God is so good. Mm-hmm. We preach because we're called. We serve because it's an opportunity, and we're serving Christ. Even if nobody else appreciates what we're doing, we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and so if we can keep that in the forefront 
then we'll wind up serving with passion. We'll read the Word of God with passion. Um, you know, if, if we if we are, if you find yourself callous, the, the only thing that I know that has ever worked for me is to go somewhere alone for an hour or two mm-hmm. and start telling God all of the things that are bothering me. I may not be mad about it, but there's something there and probably a few things that that is preventing me from just serving wholeheartedly again. And I really need to purposefully spend time with God. And if you have to, whether you're a pastor or anybody, man, if you've got, if you know where maybe there's a good hard sermon and i mean hard like the spirit of god just shakes right through it and mm-hmm. maybe you've heard it before you've got it in a collection somewhere or or somebody has said wow this message is phenomenal you got to hear this on the internet maybe you need to hear a couple of sermons before you even open up your bible and start praying you know there mm-hmm. boy there's times that that good sermons or or a or a real good gospel song is just just yeah. open up the door for the Holy Spirit to begin to work. It's not mm-hmm. the ending. It's only the beginning because the real work has to be us. And we've mm-hmm. got to be engaged with God again. But we we can't we gotta be honest to say, am I right now filled with the Spirit of God? If I'm not, then I'm a potential to become very calloused very soon. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's helped me. Good music is a great help to me. Good fellowship. Good fellowship. Be around people that are positive, people that are inspiring, people that you know are encouraging, those, those kind of things for sure. And then for me, I, I have to remember that everything I do is part of my worship of an almighty God. My singing, my preaching, my testifying, my Sunday school class, being a deacon, all part of worship. And if we'll come in mind that we're coming to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that we are a servant to the things of Christ, I think sometimes as a pastor, we get in our minds that somebody owes us something because we are serving the Lord. And my father-in-law said many times, this church owes me nothing. This, These people Amen. owe me nothing. I have been Amen. called of God to serve, and I'm a servant. And we've got to keep focus on what it is that we're doing. We are worshiping. We are leading in worship. We are, you know, th- that that praise and worship idea of the day. We, we've got too much, almost too much of one and not enough of the other. And we've got to get back to a pure, right worship. And that really helps keep it. You can't do either one without being totally committed to them both. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good. Well, that's Friday, my friend, and that's about 20 minutes of time. Amen. These people can't take much more. They're, they're seeing as the, you know, as the goes. Yes, so, because let, let their heart go. will burst open Yes, because of the loveliness and the grace that has just rolled off of our lips. Wow. Wow. Is that is that a different <laughs> podcast? Is that a different one we're doing, or is this one? <laughs> I, and I had to... I had to make sure that you knew who you were talking to. Yes. My name is Dan. Dan. All right, because Dan, Dan. I know you wanted to call me Stephen, 
because the Bible says, you know, whenever yes. you get talking, yes. that Stephen, they steadfastly look upon mm-hmm. him, and he looked yeah. as though he had the face of an angel. So yeah. I just no. had to correct you. It just had to remind no. you. So. No, I understood. Dan, I want to put you in the lion's den. No, I got I got the right one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, let me say this. I hope that all of our listeners in the United States had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope that you had a great time with your family and friends. And uh, I hope that uh, you have been able to find in that time that you spent with your family and friends something to really just love the Lord more about and that uh, you're focused on the blessings of the Lord. Um, We look forward to Christmas next. It's going to be awesome. I'm I'm excited about Christmas And I hope that two days later that Ohio State did win. (laughs) Well, (laughs) wishes don't always come true, Billy. (laughs) That is true. We'll We'll find out who's discouraged next week. On our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, by next week, I won't be discouraged. I'll just be callous. That's right. That's right. I'm Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas. You can look up where I'm going and anything that I have available at alstone.ca. There you can also sign up for our Israel trip. And pastors, if you would like to go, would you please contact me directly? and uh, ask me how that you can go to Israel absolutely free. I want to help you with that. I'd like to get you there. And you can do that. It's not as hard as you think. Um, Contact me, and I'll help you get there. This is Al Stone in St. Thomas, Ontario. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio, and we joke around a lot about it quite a bit. But truly, from the depths of my heart, I have no animosity towards people in uh, Michigan. God bless you. There's a lot of great churches, a lot of great pastors, a lot of good Christians that are there. And uh, this world is not our home. And so we we like joking around and goof around about those kind of things. But uh, yeah. God bless you. Thank you for wherever you may be in your service for the Lord. And let's do it passionately. I hope that I would love the Lord and serve him much more passionately than anybody who goes to any football game. And that's that's saying something in, that in is. those two areas. Yeah. I ought to be more passionate about the things of God than carnal things like that. Still Wouldn't hope Ohio you, State won, but it's not yeah. gonna not gonna ruin my eternity, that's for sure. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could preach at the halftime? Oh, Man, that'd be so oh, awesome. Yeah. I've thought it in either place, Ohio State or the Big House. Oh, my goodness. That would be awesome. Or Penn You said State. that 21 years ago. Yeah. When you were here. We were there. For And it was our very first missions conference. We were having yeah. it. I didn't. I was not smart enough to look at the calendar then. It was during yeah. Michigan week. And yeah. so, uh, but we did not have a service on that Saturday afternoon. And that's exactly no. what you said. You're sitting on our couch. And you said, look at that crowd. How'd you like to preach to them at halftime? Amen, brother. Yeah, Yeah, you took me down there, and we stood at the 50-yard line. We were able to walk right on the field and stand at the 50-yard line. And we looked around that stadium and said, oh, man, if you could just preach here. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Yeah, the only problem is we got run over by the marching band. Yeah, well, they would have dotted our eye. <laughs> no, it was an off time. We were down there, not during the game. It was. We just walked oh, no. over the 50-yard line, and they let us because, uh, yeah. you know, who we are. I'll just say this. If you ever get tickets to that game and you don't take me, I'm going to be calloused. 
Very calloused. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't have the money to get tickets to that game, buddy. Oh, man. Not unless both teams are winless. Then maybe I would yeah. have a chance to get tickets, but probably maybe. not even then. I would just say this, that if somebody from Michigan got hold of me and said, hey, I got tickets, I would cheer for Michigan. I'd go. <laughs> they take me. And, you know, I ended this thing on such a good spiritual you note. You did. And and now you've drug us back down into carnality. <laughs> Man, I, I'm hardened. I'll cut it out. <laughs> This is Tim Tuck. <laughs> Have a great weekend, eh? We'll be back with you on Monday for some more fun, frivolity, and a little bit of faith thrown on top just to make it legitimate. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> this is just the a Tim Tuck. Sprinkles. <laughs> just a cupcake. Just a cupcake of faith. <laughs> Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.